My name is Jai Long, and you're listening to Make Your Break. And this is episode number five. Today, I am actually in Byron Bay, northern New South Wales, Australia. Some of you probably have heard of it. And this is the area I grew up in. I have so many successful friends here in this area, and it's so interesting because a lot of them grew up just like me, and, you know, they've had this the odds stacked against them. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspiring. And today, I'm interviewing Kyle Leinhart, a musician from Byron Bay, and he's just released his first record. And he's also touring the US and Australia and doing back-to-back interviews with radio stations and so on. So I'm pretty lucky I got to catch him for 40 minutes just to have a chat about how he made his break. In this interview, we're chatting about riding the highs and lows and knowing persistence will get you to where you want to go. So let's not waste any time and jump straight into the interview. Kyle, so good to have you on the show. It's been amazing for me. If people don't know this, Kyle's my brother-in-law and I've seen him grow into the man he is now. I've been with him for the last 13 years. So I've seen a lot of cool things. He's inspired me through his journey. It's and been that it's, long. Yes. And it's, wow. just, it's just been amazing having you around in my life. And it's cool now just coming up and visiting, you know, my hometown and, and seeing all my friends and all the people that I love that are doing amazing things. So for me, it was a no-brainer to come and say hello and get you on the podcast. So hi, welcome. Right. Thanks for having me. I mean, the feeling's reciprocal. You know, it's just like it's been both ways for sure. I think um, I know that I've known you for a long time, but yeah, it's been, it's been amazing sort of like being able to bounce off each other, I think, in this journey. Totally. I think it's really important, you know, to have people around you like... I know for myself, if I didn't have people like you in my life and all the other people inspiring me, like I just wouldn't be able to get to where I am because it's, it's kind of like you always need that little bit of inspiration, hey, or someone to tell you or someone to believe in you. Like that's what it is. Yeah, you know, like. yeah. And I think just like leading by example, someone, somebody doing something a little bit different, which allows you to think more creatively about how you want to live your life and, or, or approach new journeys. Yeah, totally. I know you're pretty much, I know your whole life story, but mm-hmm. my listeners here don't. So let's just jump in. And I know this is a giant broad question and I, and I don't know where you're going to start and how it's all going to ha- unfold, but I want to know, what did you do to get to where you are today? Um, yeah, that is a broad question, but a good one. I mean, I guess it, it started when I was 21 and it was shortly after I had my first child, um, who's now almost eight years old. But uh, I decided that basically I was in a really dark place uh, mentally. And so I decided that I couldn't, I couldn't live like that anymore. And I didn't want to be that, that man as well. I didn't want to be that role model for, for my son who just came into the world. I, wanted to, I didn't want my words to, to kind of be... Uh, falling on deaf ears I guess if there's if my actions don't follow my words and I've always you know in my head I was like oh I'm always going to tell my kids or my son you know just do what you love and don't worry about the monetary the monetary side of things and and whether it's lucrative or not just as long as you're passionate and you love what you're doing but how could I say that authentically if I was just I was at the time I was laboring as a as a builder at the time and I hated my job I hated where I was at in my life and I hated that I kept on denying music because I had this idea that I had to have some financial gain or I had to make, you know, money out of these means. So it came down to like authenticity, I think, at first. And that, yep. that motivated me to really 
go go for music and really push myself and uh, i mean it was it was really hard but i think the main motivation there was that i get to be happy in what i'm doing and so you know it wasn't it wasn't instant it was like i was still working a couple of days and i was going out and doing gigs and i was getting home at like 2 a.m and then waking up at 6 a.m to get to my my building job and and i was copying loads of flack from all the guys on site you know saying that i was ridiculous for what i was doing and you know it's just like music there's nothing in it there's no money it's just like you just had a kid it's the most ridiculous thing you could be doing but yeah but you know i just i kept on pushing and i just i I actually didn't know whether it was going to work out. I had no idea. I, was, I hadn't had a vision like that, but I just knew I couldn't keep doing what I was doing previous. It's pretty cool that you come to that realization like so young because when you think back now, like you're like 20, 21, like a lot of people don't think that. They think like, what do I want to do when I grow up? And you just knew what you didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was definitely like a reflective state of just like where my mental health was at too. You know, I was, I was pretty in a pretty dark place and I was suffering uh, quite a lot with, with depression and I knew that something had to change. And for me to be bringing a child into the world as well, like there need to be big change. So I just didn't want to play it safe. Uh, you know, I had a really, really supportive partner that's also seen that in me and wanted, wanted me to be doing what I love. So, you know, that's where the journey began, but you know, into elaborate on that, that story of asking me like, how did I get to where I am now? I think the the easiest way to say it is just persistence. It's it's persistence is 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 key and and perseverance. There's so many, especially within the music industry. I mean, any creative industry. There's so many downs before there's any ups, and the ups are so high and the downs are so low. And yeah. it's it's trying to ride that in between and and reassuring yourself that you know there's going to be another up coming and you kind of live for those highs, you know. You know, I've been there the whole time that, you know, your whole journey. And it's incredible for me to see see the success you get, but also see the lows and then see how you ride through the whole lot. You know, mm. like there's been so many times when things have come up and you just don't know how to get out of it. Like, mm. how am I going to make enough money to pay rent? How am I going to support my family? How am I going to sing because my vocals are not working? Like, yeah. how is this going to happen? I don't know how you've done it, but you've done it because you've had like a vision and persistence just like you said you've just got up and you've yeah. done it again and you've done it again well that's it you know it's just like no matter how many times i got knocked down i just i just kept going you know and you, i mean you talked about like i I lost my voice i had to get thirty thousand dollar surgery on my vocal cords just before like everything was kind of taking off for me and i basically did a tour like my first kind of ever tour and I had record labels and agents and everyone kind of like snapping at my heels. And then I basically broke my vocal cords that required surgery that I could not afford. Like I was so broke at this point because not only was I quitting getting out of the, the, the pubs and clubs and, and the wedding scene, I was trying to chase the original music dream. So I was really broke. And then this happened, you know, and there was, there was no way out of it but to get surgery. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, so it was a pretty hard time. And I mean, luckily the manager that I had at the time kind of just fudged the story a little bit to the to the label and um and so I signed and then I used all that money to <laughs> to pay for my surgery. Yeah. To the advance that they gave me. It's funny how the universe makes it work like that, you know? Like a lot of times you're thinking you're fudging things and you're you know, it's things are not working out, but like things work out for the people that want it to work, I yeah. think. Like and that's and I that's that's exactly it. I mean, I'd put so much energy and so much like both physical and mental energy into this that I kind of just like 
it was almost laughable when this happened. I was just like, this is hilarious. Like, of course. You know, it was, it was yeah, almost yeah. like the last test. Like, do you really want this music career? You know, because after I did the vocal, like got the surgery and, and went like they, re they healed. I was then, yeah, I had this record deal. They put me in the studio. I recorded my first EP and that went really well. I traveled throughout Europe. Like I toured through Europe and Australia. I had to sell out, sell out tours through, through both Europe and Australia. And, um, you know, like that's where it was always like, okay, this is what you're meant to do. It was kind of like that last test. If I'm an outsider and I'm looking at you and your career, like you've done some insane things and you've toured with, you know, amazing musicians, but you're telling me that story and that's a story that I don't see. And then I'm inspired by the things, you know, that you do see on stage and you see, you see when you're mm. showing up, like you still see your presence. You're not showing up ever feeling down or feeling anything. You're still showing up, you know, all this stuff is going on, but you still show up and give a hundred percent. Like, mm. I think that's incredible. For me, I really find I have like a really, really good support or like really, really good fan base. You know, like they, they, they share and they give me so much, so much attention and love in that way where I've, I've never been an artist that's, that's been added straight to radio and had this big number one hit and like being backed by you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars by major labels and stuff. The label that I signed to is just a little indie label. We work on a really small base and like my success to date is from communities and friends and family sharing within each other and uh, like there's just, there's so much appreciation that i have for that that's never lost on me because i would not have a career without without this core fan base that that just share and love everything that i do but you know in, in saying in saying that like i built a lot of this from from the streets of byron you know like this is you know I, we skipped a few years but there was i spent five to six years on the streets of Byron Bay, basically busking and playing in the pubs and, and doing weddings and, you know, playing in cafes, uh, you know, like, and it eventually, like, I think with a lot of artists, it, it gets to a point where you're playing so many covers and you're playing Stand By Me for the 10th time that night to keep the people on the dance floor because <laughs> the bar wants to sell drinks. And I think every artist has that. I mean, a lot of artists have their, their story with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's where that that persistence and that perseverance come in because there was a point where I was like, wow, I've chosen to do music, what I love, but it's starting to feel like a job. You know, what's interesting. I used to live with you for a little bit and used to go busking and just go busking out in the streets and you'd always be in town. But whenever I talked to you or whenever I listened to your stories, you came back and you're talking as if you just did a big show, like you just did a big gig. Hmm. And it was never like, oh, I'm just going to the streets. You know, you're there and you're showing up for the people and you're treating it like it was a big show. And I feel like that is, was like almost key to your success because it made me believe in you and it made everybody else believe in you. So if anything came up, it didn't matter. It's like Kyle's doing it. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if he's playing on the streets of Byron, like he's doing it, mm. you know? And I, th I always put a lot of effort into my shows. That's when you say, I've never actually thought about it, but you know, now that you say that and it's something that, that you noticed, now, like when I think about it, it's like I've always put so much effort into my shows, you know? And I remember like even just back in the day, like the, the PA system and the like amps that I used to like lug downtown just so I could have that perfect sound. I made sure the performance was, you know, the best it could be on a street corner. I think there was definitely like, there's a lot to say within just like making sure you're putting the effort in and putting that energy in. As I, I just knew where I, I mean, I always had that, that that feeling that like where you're focusing your energy then things are going to move yeah i actually um have this theory like i know i'm a wedding photographer and i have like a very client-centric 
uh, business. And for me, I'm like, it's all about showing up for my clients and doing the best I can every single time. Like that's what it's all about. Mm. And I know a lot of people complain about their clients or they complain about their customers or their fans and things like that. But I, one thing I always notice from successful people is like they love their fans. They love their clients. Like they get it back from their fans as well, you know, like they give it straight back to you. And I think that has just been such an important thing. Yeah, they really do. And I mean, that, that's, I think that's one of the most encouraging things. And I think when you, when you have a vision or when you focus on the way you want something to go, like I guess I always kind of had that vision of like I want to do this in my career and this is the music that I wanted to create. And that was always really important to me is like there was messages that I wanted to spread. There was music that I wanted to create. And so with that, that, that kind of dictated like the record deals that I would sign, whether that had creative control and there was obviously avoiding that because I knew there was certain music that I wanted to make and I wouldn't be able to do that with outside influence. And so that was, that was really important for me because I knew there was, a f- there was people out there that wanted to hear this music. And you know, now that I have that fan base, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things because they're connecting to something that I wholeheartedly believe in. And so I yeah. think that we're the same kind of people, you know? Definitely. If they're connecting to the music that I, I write and I love to write, then it's just like, you could almost be best friends with all your, totally. all your fans or clients. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're showing up and you believe in what you do. And how can everyone not believe in what you do, you know? Like, I know, like, I do a lot of mentoring and people are always saying, like, oh, I feel nervous when I put out my prices or I feel nervous about, you know, selling a ticket or something. And mm. I'm like, how could you feel nervous? Like, you're putting something out there. They can't afford not to go to your show. Like, you're doing so much for them. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like a different mindset. Yeah. And that's been a huge part of, like, talking with you and and and... I guess seeing your journey and also having you in close quarters with me and being able, you've been help, helping me. I mean, you've been mentoring me before you were even mentoring other people, you know, whether you knew it or not, just between our conversations is, is you made me believe in myself more and made me realize that I'm, I, I, I'm basically like, you're creating a product for people to buy that they love, you know, and, and, and realizing that and having that belief in myself made me confident to start doing tours and realizing that I actually have something to offer when I'm on stage, you know, but it takes, it took me a long time to get there. I think with many creatives, it takes a long time. Oh, definitely. So yeah, that's, and that's been like you sort of giving me those, those, those words and those times where you're just like, dude, you're creating amazing music. Like not only people want to hear it, people deserve to hear it. You yeah, know? Totally. And it's just like you touring and actually getting more people to listen to your music is actually like a service in a, in a sense, you know? It's still hard for me to grasp that, but I, it still, still rings true to me. This episode is brought to you by Free the Bird Lightroom presets to help you create beautiful skin tones in your images and speed up your workflow. These presets are now available on my website at jialong.co forward slash shop. Hey, so I've got a couple more questions. Um, one thing I r- really want to ask you about, like I know a lot of people listening, a lot of people always like make up, you know, different excuses for themselves. And it can be something like, oh, I am a mom and I can't do it. Or I'm a dad and I can't do it. Or I'm a dad and I support my whole family. And all these are really relevant, 100%. Like I'm mm. not dismissing these at all. But it's just so interesting seeing how you are a dad with two kids and the only income coming into your house is through your creative art. And I just want to know, like, has that been easy? The short answer is no. 
<laughs> yeah, but I just I mean, can't see that being easy, you know? Like, yeah. But I, I actually have never heard you complain about it as well. Like, on that note, like, you've never, ever complained about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think with any, again, with any kind of uh, creative pursuit that we have, it's not going to be easy. And I mean, kids create another dynamic, sure. But I mean, just like any business any business there's there's things are thrown at you you know that it's just like you have to again persevere and persist and it's just like you've got to work out okay there's an obstacle how do we either use it i mean not that i could use my children much for my career but how can we either use it or like you know find a way around it or over it i mean i actually feel like you can use your kids like it's an extra drive for you to fight harder and also you know you can write songs for your for your boys like that's pretty inspiring yeah like, that's well, a I whole another thing in your life that a lot of people don't have yeah absolutely i guess i was kind of talking more of a physical sense then yeah. but yeah like absolutely like they've been a huge motivation and like you said me being the only income it's kind of like you know you've got to make an extra an extra 500 to pay rent this week what are you going to do it's like all right you go and get out on the street and you start busking you know and you start busking really hard and you start performing the best you can how can i draw more people in you do whatever you can do. Hey, like, yeah. I'm a big believer. Like, I personally believe a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a big believer in not having a backup option or like a plan B. Like, I'm huge on that. And yes. I have actually seen you never have that. Yeah. Like, you've never had a plan B. You've been, you've come to me and gone, Jai, I don't know if I can pay rent next week, but you've never gone like, but plan B is. Yeah. You've always just gone, so what I have to do is make this work. Yeah. And I love that, you know? Yeah, well, that's right. I've never had a plan B. I've never had like a backup job or even like I don't even have a trade behind me. It's just like I don't have a plan B, B so I have to make this work. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's motivating. And that's, I think, I, I mean, you know, every, everyone works differently. But for me, that was like it made me relentless with, yeah. what, I, with what I was doing, which I think helped. Yeah, yeah. I think just elaborate a little bit on the plan B thing. The reason why I don't believe in it, because I know a lot of people are kind of like, what do you mean? It's because I think you put energy into the wrong thing. Like as soon as you have a plan B, you're planning on failing. Like that's where your energy goes. And wherever your energy is, that's what's going to like yeah. materialate, you know? So that's what's going to come and to I your world. And I think when these obstacles come up within these businesses, like we're just talking about, you know, and like when I had a, had my second child, I was like, wow like yeah, things whoa, get real like, yeah. I was like one kid was like all right i can make this work two kids like all right i have a family now you know this is this is like gonna get expensive and it, you know straight away is like all your all those past things that people told you your teachers and your parents to start like playing on your mind like you got to get a real job how are you gonna like all my my workmates from when i was laboring is just like you know you have a family now you got to support them get this real job yeah get real commas. kyle wake up mate. yeah yeah you know? yeah and so all that starts playing on your minds but you know like those obstacles that you come to i think if i had that fallback if i had that plan b those are those times that i would have been like all right okay i'll go to this i'm not i'm not quitting music i'm just going to go to this to make it some money and then i'll Definitely. come back to music i'll always come back to it but you know there's often people don't there's just like they go to their fallback and they realize oh we can make good money here oh it's comfortable it's easy you know oh yeah. this is working i mean without even knowing it you always take the easier route mm -hmm. and like the old saying goes and i don't know who says this but if you want to take over an island the first thing you do is you burn your boat because you're going to always find a way back to that boat, you Pretty know? sure that was Shrek. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote. <laughs> going back into like creative business, because I, I mean, like I'm interviewing you as a musician, but a lot of people don't realize like creative business, like business is the same. doesn't matter what you're doing. Like it's basically it's a thing. You're creating a 
a product in a sense and hopefully people buy it and you know you can scale it up and you can do these things which sounds really boring but that's just the back end of it mm. but what i want to talk to you about is uh, like maybe like two years ago like the problems that you had and the problems that you used to face and like you're trying to grow your business is it different now like you just launched your new record like in the last two weeks you've been on every radio station you've been doing all these things you're about to do a tour so as your business has grown have you got like new new problems new roadblocks like different things to think about like you know maybe you want to hire someone maybe you want to grow absolutely and i mean it's kind of yeah i mean we talk about this a little bit in like the music industry it's kind of like and i mean i guess any creative industry it's it just feels like you're wading through one pond, you know, and you kind of get to the other side of one pond and then you're like, all right, cool, I'll leap into the na- that next pond. And then it's like, then you've got all these new fish that you've like, that you've got to kind of navigate through. And this is like, it's an even bigger pond. You've got to kind of like paddle through and work out how to get to the other side. So it's just like you keep, I mean, it's a pretty terrible analogy, but, you know, like I think it, regardless, it's... um. It, it has something to say with like as your career progresses, you do face new problems and and there's some things become easier and some things become harder. Yeah. Um, what about what about just like in mindset? It's like your mindset. You know, like two years ago, or say like three years ago. You know, you maybe you're trying to launch an EP or doing something like that. But like I think as you grow, like your mindset grows. And then there's things that you used to find difficult that now you can almost laugh at. Like, oh my mm. God, I can't believe that was an obstacle and that was an excuse for me not to go forward. Yeah. And now like, it's the same thing, but it's just like a different thing, you know, yeah. that's stopping you, not allowing you to go forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like even even something as simple as just your music, you know, I was just like, even recording, recording my first ever song and putting that out, how like big of an obstacle that was you know now it's just like i record something and i'll just put it out you know it's just like i just want to yeah, get the music amazing out there. yeah yeah and it's just like i don't think about it you know i'm just like yeah get this music out you know it's just like i just really want people to hear it and it's just like if it doesn't go well oh well that's okay i've got more songs you know yeah. I'll keep writing um that's so, actually yeah. funny uh, one of the things that i felt like was holding you back when you first started is you're like perfecting songs mm. a lot and i would, and i'm so different i'm like dude why haven't you already put that out and start working on the next one yeah like it, you just need to you know just keep going like everything that you put out is not the best you've ever done you're going to do the best yeah but yeah. like right now this is a stepping stone to that you know yeah and i think that's exciting too and i mean that was what was one of the most beautiful things we've seen the reaction to this debut album was all the people that have been following me for you know four or five years from my first release they'll just so impressed by how far I'd come as both a writer and and the production and you know how I how I put these songs together and and the lyrics behind them they were just they were really blown away they were just like you know everything you do just gets better and that is really really heartwarming you know because it's you're never quite sure but you always just feel like oh yeah this feels easier you know but is it because you're better I don't know but there's a confidence that's just like, all right, I'm going to get it out there. And then when it, it's fans that have listened to your whole catalog for many years and they're kind of been like, this is just keeps on getting better and better. It's um, good. It's good yeah. that you've been getting some good feedback. We have gone over like where you've started and, you know, where you are now. And I know like when you first started, like I had a cafe at the front, you know, near your house and you used to come over and play. And I know that you used to practice in your room and you used to get nervous about it nervous would play in front of like all the customers and things like that and then when we lived in byron you started busking like you'd go up and play at cafes there and you'd get nervous about it and Mm. you know it was like a big deal and then you started playing on like you know small gigs around the place and you know obviously now you wouldn't get nervous to play in a little cafe or something like that but 
now where you're at, like, I want to know, like, what are you afraid of? Like, what is it that's on the horizon of just like, oh, okay, so this is my next thing. This is where I'm going. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's so many things I'm afraid of. And then so many, like, and then at the same time, like, I'm excited about them as well. I guess as a, as an artist, I've broken kind of every ceiling that I've, I've, I ever put on myself, you know, and that's, that's been like one of the most mind blowing things. It's just like, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So um, good. But I mean, the first ever goal that I ever had was to get my name in a local newspaper here in Byron Bay called the echo. Yeah. And that was like, that was as far as I dreamt at that point, you know? And once that happened, I was kind of like, Hmm. All right. I did it. I made it. <laughs> now what? Yeah, fully. <laughs> so then it was just kind of like, yo, resetting and reworking out what my next my next goals were and what I wanted to achieve. And, you know, I was just like coming up to this debut album. Like I wanted to do that. And like, you know, even this tour that I have coming up, it's the biggest shows that I've ever done in my my whole career is headline shows. And, and you know, I just, I just found out today not that it's relevant for this podcast but i just found out today um that you know my melbourne show is like there's like 20 tickets left to it and that's amazing yeah it's just it's mind-blowing you know yeah absolutely mind-blowing it's insane it's it's such a such a huge achievement so what i'm afraid of now is just like sustaining this i think is like always is, is quite a worry of mine it's like now that i've reached this point where people are looking at me and my music um is like sustaining it and you know, I always want to create something that people love, obviously, but create something that's still very authentic. And, and what, what scares me about that is just like, how can I do it? How can I sustain this career within what I'm doing? And I, I have all these thoughts of like, maybe I can completely go down a different angle because I mean, I'm passionate about lots of different styles of music and, you know, maybe I could come out and do a rap album. <laughs> I mean that probably wouldn't go very well, but you know, yeah. so, so I'm terrible at rapping. But you know, it's like that's that's like a legitimate fear of mine. Is like how how can I sustain this? You know, I was just like I have these goals and I want to keep pushing it, but is it sustainable? Like not only you know with like finance, but uh, mentally and physically as well. You know, it's just like there's I think with lots of creative endeavors you get to a point where you feel like you need to move on and you need to create something else. Totally. And, and so, you know, I've often thought about, okay, well, maybe after this album, I go create music, you know, under a different alias and, and do a different band and completely different music all together. But it still feels like early in my career to be afraid of these things. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm just, I'm more so excited than being afraid of anything in this, in this career like that now that I look at it, I think all my fears have kind of been, I guess, overcome in the previous years, like everything from playing live to singing how I want to sing and, and pushing my vocals on, on stage and, you know, then getting a band to play with me and, you know, doing tours and, and promoting myself on social media. And those, those were all legitimate fears of mine. And now it's just like, I've come to this place where it's just like, I'm happy with who I am and what I've created and, and like i'm happy with who carl Linehart is you know so now it's just looking forward to just like making this and taking it as far as i possibly can awesome yeah and pushing myself outside of the boundaries of what i think is possible with this this project 
Yeah. What about like even just like small kind of like goals of like, you know, imagining yourself on like a huge stage with 50,000 people or something like that. Like, is there something there where you're just like, oh man, imagine that happening. You know, just the same, the same feeling of like, when, imagine having your name in the paper. Yeah. You know, like that same feeling. Imagine that happening. Yeah. I think of those things for sure. I was like, I'm, I imagine myself with the band that I imagine behind me as well. It's like the guys that I have playing with me now, but like I imagine, yeah, these, these like four, you know, backup singers and like a percussion section, just like this huge production and, and playing in a stadium to 50,000 people. And like, I mean, that's, that, that is an absolute dream, you know, but the only, the only thing that I, I guess is a fear of mine with that. And I, I don't, I don't actually like think that that w- can't happen for me, which is hard to say. That's mm-hmm. really difficult to say, but like, you know, cause it sounds arrogant almost, but I don't think that that's not, not a possibility for me in my career. But the hardest part about that is the, what I feel for my fans. Now I feel like I couldn't give them on that level. And so I kind of wonder where I would be mentally with the, the people that I play music for on such a large scale is how can you connect like I do to my, you know, say thousand people shows. But wouldn't it be like the way that I kind of feel with this is if you're still showing up and you're still just connecting with the one person and it just can be your, you know, the biggest fan, but everyone's connecting to you, you know? So if you show up and even if you're on a big stage, like don't you just connect to like those same fans? Hmm. It's just on a bigger scale and they, they get the chance to connect with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. I'll tell you when after I play my stadium yeah, tour. Yeah, I can't wait for I'll it, man. I can't I'll wait. I'll let you know how that goes. Everyone should start buying tickets now for like 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. If we sell out 50,000 <laughs> tickets, guys, if my 200 podcast audience can listen and buy those tickets. <laughs> yeah, get on it. It's 200 less people. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, we're going to wrap this up pretty shortly, but I just want to ask the one last question. Kyle, can you give us just one piece of advice for someone that's a creative that's maybe they're doubting themselves or maybe um, maybe they're in a place where they're kind of happy but they want to take something to the next level or they, maybe they they just want to like step it up. Maybe they want to like own where they are in the world. Can you give us a piece of advice to do that? I mean, this is like a bit of a mantra. It's very simple and it's not, there's no, there's no kind of thinking about it. It's just like I think to myself, am I going to die? Yes. Do I love what I'm doing? That's, that's up to you, whether you can say yes or no. Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, change. change your life. Yeah. Change. 100%. Whatever you need to do. It's simple and it's just like none of, our, none of us are getting out of this alive. We may as well be enjoying what we're doing and not worrying about this, this financial gain that we might think we need. You can find through creative endeavors. I mean, it's funny that there's that the myth that we can't make money out of out of creative endeavors. We absolutely can, and it's 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 one hell of a journey, and it's so much fun. Yeah, like why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, it's so interesting because I mean, just going off that, like, are you you know, are you happy? Like, it was probably like maybe eight years ago, and I remember I was like working, you know, some pretty shitty jobs, and I was doing some stuff, mm. and I remember like there were some people that were in my kind of universe that I had to work with a lot. And I remember making this decision and I said it out loud that I've had enough and I'm no longer going to waste my time and my energy on people that I guess like don't respect me or don't bring any good into my world, which is so interesting like to bring that out. And I remember saying that to Lilu and I remember saying it to a few people. And 
of course people thought I was I was an asshole because yeah. it's like what you're just not going to hang out with those people but I've been like that ever since and to be honest that little thing has changed my life as well mm. like you know the people that I allow into my I call it like my universe but it's like you know it's, it's my like personal space or whatever it is yeah well, that's it and i mean that's another thing i don't think we're, we're taught at younger ages is like these healthy boundaries like emotionally and and mentally it's just like we we don't aren't really taught that so when we finally work that out we realize how much energy we're expending on on people that aren't helping us in our life or you know they don't necessarily have to be always helping us but just a good vibe to have around yeah it's like they almost don't respect themselves as much as they don't respect us and it's just like, what's the, you can't have them in your life. Like, why would you hang out with someone that doesn't make you feel good? Yeah, You know, that's totally. like, we don't have friends and people that we love because they make us feel like crap, you know? Yeah. It's just like, we love them. It's, it's both ways. Yeah, it's game changer. Mm. Um, hey, Kyle, where can we find you? Where can we find your music and how can we connect with you? You can find it anywhere, Jai. Absolutely anywhere, basically. Yeah, tell me. Like, <laughs> Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. You can go to my website. I just, which is really, really cool. This is my first ever vinyl for my debut album. It's now yeah, I bought so, it. Yeah. It's like, I'm actually just waiting Apparently for it to it. show was, up in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's available everywhere worldwide. Yeah, cool. And we can connect with you on Instagram. Is that the best spot? Yeah, Instagram's the best. I mean, Instagram and Facebook. I pretend like I use Twitter, but I haven't quite got it yet. But, you know, I go to America next week. I know they're on big, big on Twitter. So oh, cool. You can send start. a tweet out to them. Yeah, send a tweet out to the <laughs> Americas. <laughs> hey, go, how you going? Hey, Americas. G'day, mate. I'm coming over to play some tunes. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Awesome. Hey, Kyle, thanks so much to have you here. It's been good for me to come up and reconnect and see all my old friends and stuff like that. But it's so nice for you to take 40 minutes, you know, out of your day. I know you're busy and um just a, just a chat with us like it's just it's always such a good conversation with you so yeah. thank you man oh, pleasure man thank yeah, you very appreciate much. it in the next episode join me as i interview another friend from byron bay nara Comerford, the founder of evolution botanicals definitely packed with good stuff and definitely should not be missed i'll see you soon Make Your Break is brought to you and hosted by Jai Long in our Melbourne studios and produced by our American friends, Simpler Media Productions. For more information on this podcast, our workshops, or anything your heart desires, please visit jailong.co.